0: Hello and welcome along to the Star Trek Sucks podcast. My name is Leo Cardoza, I like Star Trek, and I've listened to way too much Bunta Vista podcast this week, Bunta Vista Social Club this week.
1: <laughs> I couldn't tell where you were going for a second there, I feel like it started out as a different accent.
0: <laughs> no, no, that was it the whole time. Um, okay. I don't know uh, how long this is going to last.
1: Hopefully not long.
0: Um, I don't know, I guess we'll see.
1: I'm glad you enjoy that show though. It's very funny for
0: do you, me. Do you want to? Do you want to do your introduction? I am Jack. That's Jack, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is bonus content. You're welcome. Um, we're going to watch an episode of uh, Deep Space Nine uh, here in a little bit, mm-hmm. but first we're going to talk about our favorite author. Are you are you Irish now? No, it's the same. It's still the Australian accent. Okay. It's still, I, I think so. I don't know. I guess we'll find, uh, you know, and actually, yeah, now it's it's starting to slip. Yep. All right. Cap. I kind of wanted to make it all the way through the, at least the top segment. Hey, um, I
1: beat him, everybody. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> Jack <laughs> Jack wins. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite author, um, a man named Jethro Kloss, uh, who dedicated his life to letting us know uh, all of the things that uh, herbs can do.
1: I want to be clear that my favorite author is Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> 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 uh
0: so there we've read a couple of entries from jethro Kloss's magnum opus back to eden uh, on some previous episodes um and i was motivated to do some research into the man so I've i done- think
1: because i i said like you know this really sounds like it might be a nazi <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> based on um based on pretty much all the behind the bastards episodes <clears throat> that go into Anybody that does hippie shit like this, but also has a Germanic name from this era. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Which he's, I could not find uh, any indication that that is the case here. So wipe the sweat sweat from the brow uh, at least. Well, case closed. He does, however, uh, seem to have been a real big fan of uh, Dr. Kellogg. The man who, uh, among other things, thought that uh, circumcision for adults was a good thing to do, or Ad- adults are prepubescent children, not non-infants. Yes, he was a. Pro- he was a, a proponent. If you're not,
1: if it's not snipped, get it, get it snipped. Yeah, um, but otherwise you can feel things with it, and that's, that's can't be having that.
0: That's the devil's penis. Yeah, um, yeah, particularly as an anti-masturbatory uh, thing
1: to do. Yeah.
0: Was to cut he also figure.
1: believed that spicy food caused horniness, which is why Kellogg's, Kellogg's uh, cornflakes taste like shit. That's why <laughs> Kellogg's
0: cornflakes are the unhorniest cereal.
1: I mean, think of a cereal that's less horny than that. Um, Frosted Flakes, on the other hand, they got that tiger. Yeah. Yeah, that is a horny cereal. Yeah, Frosted Flakes fucks. <laughs>
0: Um, I picked a, a, a brief entry from Back to Eden, just uh, in case anybody listening to this right now has not heard any of the previous ones. This is the entry on corn silk.
1: Now, what is corn silk? Uh,
0: corn silk is the very fine material that is uh, inside the husk of the corn. Okay, so it's the hair growing out of your,
1: your corn on the cob. Yes, okay. yeah. and so That's what I thought. I just want to make sure. Yeah,
0: uh, as, as you're aware, uh, the normal procedure for corn silk is to put it in the garbage yeah yeah
1: yeah that's why i didn't know the name of it because i i guess i'd never called it anything but in my head it was the part of the corn you don't eat
0: yeah it's the garbage part
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um well jethro has some additional uses are they
1: normal and good no okay
0: They're also not very clear. So I just picked a short one for this because I've got other stuff to read on this guy's biography. Uh, Corn silk is one of the best remedies for kidney and bladder troubles, where there is trouble with the prostate gland in urinating, also for painful urination. Useful to prevent bedwetting. Seems clear. Go on. Did you notice any point? That's the whole thing. Well, that's the entire entry. Yeah, that's the entire entry.
1: Wow. Yeah, useful how? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my What do you
1: do with it? Where do you put it? Do you boil it? He was very explicit that you do not boil cat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So now I'm concerned (laughs) about whether or not I can boil corn silk. I mean, I think since you
0: sort of have, usually have some silk on the corn when you cook it, I'm going to guess it's okay to boil it, but is it... I mean, he's told us a lot of different things involving putting things up your asshole. And since it's prostate adjacent... Yeah, a lot
1: of this sounded like, like butt stuff.
0: Do I need a corn silk enema? Jethro?
1: Please don't get a corn silk enema.
0: You know the boss of me.
1: I found two I know, but I'm asking you.
0: <laughs> I found two biographical sources uh regarding Jethro Kloss. Uh and let's see if you can pick up the distinction between uh how these two different sources you're saying one of them might have an
1: ideological bent. Uh
0: I think both of them have uh strong opinions. Um In about 1915, Kloss took over the Nashville Sanitarium Food Factory, a large health food plant in Amqui, Tennessee, uh, near Nashville. The plant had been formerly run by Southern Union Conference and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. He produced a variety of new and creative health foods, including a line of canned meat analogs made from gluten and nuts, cereal... Cereal grain coffee, which I don't understand that. Whole wheat flour, five types of crackers, various breakfast foods, malt honey, and malt extract. No soy was used. Many of these products were based on ideas originally developed by Dr. J.H. Kellogg. Oh, this is from the Soy Info Center.
1: I love it already.
0: SoyInfoCenter.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's also uh, this, this article we'll call it is entitled Jethro Kloss and back to Eden work with soy foods. I don't think I had ever heard the word. That's one word. So soy, soy foods. foods. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I had ever heard that
1: before. Have you, I mean, I, I have out of all the weird shit that I sort of, I guess am aware of on the internet. I really haven't gotten into the soy discourse much. Also, it seems like it's kind of gone away recently. Yeah. It doesn't Uh, seem to be very, a very hot topic. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so the soy info center generally considers, uh, Kloss to be an important contributor, contributor, uh, right. Are they
1: pro or against soy? They are pro soy. So they're saying he, he made canned meat substitutes. Yeah. Even though they explicitly point out that he did not use soy in them,
0: not in that uh, when not when he was working uh, at that the Sanit- Nashville Sanitarium Food Factory, um, this their their entry on him is longer, okay. and I really don't care enough to read the entire thing. Yeah, they don't, because um, the funny part is uh, the contrast. This entry is from uh, RationalWiki.org, which is the only other biographical source that I could find on Jethro Kloss.
1: Also, I'm a little more familiar with this one. Also, extremely tedious people. Yeah, probably. Um, Just in a different direction.
0: (laughs) Jethro Kloss was an American herbalist, quack, and fundamentalist Christian writer. Kloss was a devout Seventh-day Adventist and was influenced by the writings of Ellen G. White. He is most well known for his book Back to Eden published in 1935 expanded by him in 1939 and also expanded posthumously. The book became popular in the 1960s and 70s amongst alternative medicine cranks and woo meisters. It (laughs) argues that God has provided remedies for all diseases in plants and minerals. Uh, Primitive er herbal remedies are said to cure practically every disease or ill on the planet including lethal dog and snake bites. We haven't gotten to that. (laughs) I can't wait to find out how Jethro tells us to deal with snake bites.
1: I got it. No, hang on. You, you're the, the idea of a lethal dog bite. So, like, lethal, lethal snake bite, that means venom. Yeah. Which, presumably, like, it is believable that, like, some there could be an herb that was an anti-venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lethal sure, sure. dog bite just means the dog bit you so fucking hard you're bleeding out.
0: Right, so you put catnip. I think catnip is the you
1: make a poultice. Just shove it right in there. Yeah, just make a catnip. (laughs) Just keep packing it in there till the bleeding stops. Don't boil it, obviously. Obviously, don't boil
0: it. Um, Well, and uh, now that we're making fun of it, realistically, like a bunch of a bunch of boiled catnip mud would. It's probably. It might stop. Yeah, bleeding. It might stop bleeding. Uh, the book is dismissed as quackery by medical experts. Nutritionist Kurt Butler wrote that most of the remedies suggested are archaic, discredited, and potentially dangerous. Despite this book, uh, despite this, the book has been reprinted many times and remains displayed for sale at alternative health stores, which is absolutely true. So that I, when, if you Google Jethro Kloss, you will find it, these two articles, uh, and then you will find a bunch of different places to buy copies of Back to Eden.
1: Wonderful. That's <laughs> yeah. good. That it's so. Good. It's good that people are profiting off distributing this still. Uh. I like that
0: it's very good. it's very
1: yeah. good, yeah, I mean I guess my my issue with rational wiki is is they're like the reddit atheist or like you know like the epic atheist kind of types where the it's fundamentalist like fundamentalist atheist, yeah, where it's like, like you're not Bill you're Mar not types. wrong, but shut the fuck up, yeah, like that entire paragraph was wearing a fedora, yeah, um,
0: yeah, that's um. Being, I've said this many times before. Being a, a, a fundamentalist, uh, or or just like a, a holier than thou kind of, uh, just being
1: in it for the dunks, yeah. Um, and and sort of not being able to understand that, like faith in the unknown actually does help a lot of people get through. Um, how shitty how shitty life is, right? It's, in the same way that dunking on them for it helps you get through how shitty your life is, yeah.
0: Um, um, it's it's making somebody feel shit, uh, feel like shit about, uh, like, the placebo effect. Right. Even when you're watching the, like, if you're seeing the placebo effect, have a, 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 a positive tangible positive effect on their life. And they're like,
1: yeah, time to take away that positive effect because epic argument, sir. Pwned. Pwned. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, the book sucks. It's And I wish we'd stop reading it. No, we're not ever going to. <laughs> yep. Yep all right okay we're gonna watch uh deep
0: space Nine. Oh, i haven't told you the title yet because you're gonna know what what's coming as soon as i tell you the title <laughs> i actually think you're gonna like it let because... me take a big sip of my wine because <laughs> I... <laughs> don't spit wine all over the living room <laughs> i'm sorry you're right um no the episode is called Cueless. oh god damn it but here's the thing
1: does it mean Q's not in the episode? No, nope.
0: <laughs> Q is in the episode, but I think you're gonna like it because Captain Cisco's approach to dealing with Q is markedly different from Captain Picard's.
1: Okay, you've got me interested based on that. Okay.
0: Alright, here we go. We'll be back. I was wrong.
1: I'm glad you see that. That was bad. I was, I had some questions for you if you still stood by the Jack will like this episode thesis. I really, all I remembered was uh, Cisco
0: punching Q in the face. And I hope you did like that part. Yeah. He also got him in the balls. Yeah. Which was good. Yeah. Face and balls. Yeah. Punching Q in the face and balls. That's the official position of this podcast. That it is a good thing when Q gets punched in the face and or balls.
1: There's a t-shirt design for you. If you see this man punch him in the face <laughs> and balls. <laughs> we really need a graphic designer.
0: Yeah, we really need a graphic designer. Yeah, um, don't watch. Yeah, um, don't watch this. Yeah. Um, this was horrific. I'm sorry, Jack. I thought this was going to be uh, better. I still stand by DS9 as better show overall than... Uh, the next generation. Um, and I, I mean, there's certain there, there are elements of this episode that highlight that even, even at its kind of most boring, like it's still, the characters are better. The, the, um, the ideas are better, but the biggest problem is it's
1: more competently made. Yeah.
0: I'll give it that. Um, I think the biggest problem with this episode is that uh, it, and i think we've had this problem on next generation episodes like the uh schizoid man was 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 one of these that i think we were similarly frustrated with where we as the audience members are like oh that thing in the box
1: is probably the problem yeah the thing you keep cutting to that doesn't serve the story in any other way unless it's the problem i bet that's it
0: and nobody, including the person in possession of it, nor the people who are trying to spend a whole shitload of money on it, have any idea whatsoever.
1: Brett, There's of- no reason for them to suspect it's the thing in the box because they're not cut into the, they're not involved in the conversation. It sucks. It's badly. Yeah. It's, I mean, my biggest problem is that Q is explicitly a rapist, um, yeah, a which bit. I don't love that.
0: Yeah. You don't, you don't love to see it.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. Q is terrible. All right. Let's let's do it chron- chronologically. Okay. Uh, so we open on the doctor, um, <laughs> telling laying down some moves, telling a a a, a an attractive uh, female coworker about the time he almost aced his test and became salutatorian, and I've written down shut the fuck up, nerd. Shut up, nerd. Yes. Um, So that is my observation about that scene. That is... uh, Also, she is all over his shit, which... Nope. Very
0: strange. Society
1: hasn't changed that much in 400 years. (laughs) I don't believe you. (laughs) I don't believe you. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, I just... My note was just that Julian does not fucking understand women at all. Um, Yeah,
1: except it is explicitly portrayed as this fucking works for him. Yeah, which again, no. And it's like, <laughs> I'll believe in wormholes before I believe in that man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> On paper, he should be a catch. I mean, he is objectively very smart. Brett. He's fit. He's a decent-looking guy. Uh, he's he's genuinely a nice person. For all that you can say about his his overall cluelessness,
1: um, you no, know, he seems like he seems like a great guy. I'm just saying this particular aspect of him bullshit. bullshit should not be the thing that gets him laid. Yeah. It should be the other things that are actually good about him. Yeah.
0: When he does a little bit better job of flirting with Vosh later on in the, uh, in sick bay. I once again wrote down, shut the fuck up.
1: (laughs) So I forget what he said, but I wrote it in all caps this time. I mean, you, you really can't be wrong. Um,
0: so, yeah, that's just kind of an intro scene. And I my favorite part about that scene is that Miles is sitting right behind her. Right. Just, you know, Miles has a... Like, Miles is better with people than Julian is. Yes. Because he's a normal... He's a mensch. He's like, he's, he's just a salt of the earth guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so you can just... I, I love watching him in that scene because he's just like oh man he's gonna fu- oh hey it's working for her. hey all right it's working for mm-hmm. just
1: i i, I and I then and then the sort of like i can't believe this is working for him yeah yeah i well, wish he'd stop doing this even if it is
0: working <laughs> and miles also has the kind of bore the the boring married guy life uh situation so julian's dating life is this is like yeah it's, yeah his, uh, it's uh, his surrogate yeah. uh,
1: thing um this vicarious thing is the word I was digging for there. Vicarious, yeah. yes. Uh,
0: so the uh, a shuttlecraft lands, and there's something wrong with it. And uh, Dax, and who else? I don't remember who else was on the shuttlecraft. Um, and our our uh, our guest character, Vash, mm-hmm. uh, who I do not care about. She was on Next Generation, apparently, and I'm sure we'll remember when we get to her on yeah, the she's. Um, I didn't bother looking at
1: when. She seems like an Indiana Jones type, but... But, but without but, gender reber- reversed.
0: Well, and with no moral compass. So barely different, honestly.
1: I mean, I guess we, yeah, you know, I, haven't, kinda, I haven't, watched those movies in a while.
0: I mean, Indiana Jones, like, he's looting
1: it for the museum rather than for the private market, but he's still a looter.
0: Right. He, yeah. I, I, I won't give Indiana Jones uh, credit for having a moral compass on the, on, you know, standard architectural looting, but he does fight Nazis. So you kind of got to,
1: I mean, the easiest position to take. And it's except, well, yeah, apparently not. Yeah. Apparently not. Um, so
0: yeah. So Vosh has a comically large bag, um, full of, of artifacts from the gamma quadrant. What I love about, <laughs> about all this shit. And, and when we get into the auction scene later, so, um, the Gabra- gamma quadrant is something in insanely, uh, Far away, like if you were to travel it's very there.
1: far away, and the only reasonable way to get there is through the wormhole. Correct,
0: uh, and the wormhole has just been discovered uh, at the beginning of this series, and that's Correct. like the inciting incident for for Deep Space Nine even existing. Uh, not the station, like the station exists, but like the station gets moved to the edge of the wormhole, and it becomes like the checkpoint for the
1: and the. Re- I mean, the reason for this show to exist, right? Yes, because otherwise it would be a very boring outpost. Yes, uh, um,
0: so. The problem is, since it's so new, there is absolutely no way whatsoever to verify that anything that a person claims to have brought back from any civilizations up in the Gamma Quadrant, nobody knows anything about the Gamma Quadrant, nobody knows any of its yeah. history, so this chick just comes back saying she's been over there for two years, there's no way whatsoever to verify anything that she says about that. So
1: you say that as though it's a pothole? But have you looked at some of the history of people, quote unquote, bringing things back from the new world?
0: Uh, no, no, no. I don't <laughs> think it's a plot hole. Yeah. I, I fucking it is love it. It is incredibly
1: believable.
0: The auction scene is actually my favorite <laughs> yeah. part of this episode.
1: Yes. So she shows cause up. she's trying to do science, and Cork's like, no, no, these, no. They want to spend money to show that they have money. Just fucking yeah just go for it yeah <laughs>
0: um so she shows up and we get fucking uh Chekhov's orb um so she puts all with we have this whole scene of her putting all of her shit into a, a safe deposit box just so that the audience can be shown the thing that we immediately know is going to be the problem mm-hmm. um and then sit there for the entire rest of the episode being like well this is fucking annoying this is extremely frustrating to know what the problem is, and
1: yeah, again, it's a it's it's a difficult thing to write, um, where like a mis like a, a mystery where the audience knows the answer the entire time, and you and you, it's actually entertaining to watch the the characters solve the mystery. That's a hard thing to write. Don't try to write it unless you're very confident that you can do it. Yeah, I would
0: say um, let the. Uh I would much rather see a Sherlock Holmes type story mm-hmm. where I, as the audience, am attempting to solve the mystery mm-hmm. at the same time.
1: Yeah, I mean, like the thing, I, the um, fuck, I can't think of a good example. I've heard *Knives Out* is a good example of this, but I haven't yeah, seen I haven't it seen yet. That yet either. But, but it, but it's, it is very, it's a thing you can do. It isn't, it is a story archetype you can do. It's also very fucking hard. Yeah. And I think in a sort of Not as dry as next generation, but still fairly dry, um, hard sci-fi show. Might not be the time to try the more advanced narrative techniques. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. um, It doesn't work well here. Um, Yeah. So where I just my my immediate also
1: again I want I want to really focus on. The worst part about this episode is a lot of the action is based around Q trying to coerce this woman into having sex with him.
0: Yeah, but she also plays along like, I don't know. He
1: at one point nearly kills her. Oh. To get her to start dating him again. Yeah. I... There's no nearly playing along with that.
0: Yeah. It just, at the end when she said, I just. No, and actually that,
1: that ending scene was fucking disgusting. It really grossed me out. That was clearly not written by a woman. Yeah. Um, There's no fucking way. Yeah. Um, Because she's just like, yeah, I'm going to miss you too. It's like, come on. Don't miss him. You're not going to miss him. Yeah. You're not going to miss your abuser.
0: Except people do, and that's the problem with abuse, and it's ugh, god, it's fucking
1: gross anyway. Do you want to talk about her giving Quark a hand job? Uh, yes, let's talk about
0: her. So, Quark as
1: long as we're talking about things I didn't like,
0: Quark interrupts them having an extremely dysfunctional uh, and manipulative argument where he doesn't listen to anything that she's he Q, uh, Quark interrupts uh, Vash and Q. Uh, having an argument where he refuses to listen to anything that she says and keeps using his Q magic to repack her suitcase for her.
1: Also, a little bit of a problem with the power imbalance in the relationship. A little bit. A little bit.
0: Almost as if a Q cannot have an equal uh, relationship with a mortal.
1: Yes, it's almost like a human cannot consent to have sex with a god.
0: Yeah. Almost like that. Almost like that. Almost like it's an even more egregious example of a power dynamic that can happen between two mortals where one person has considerably more power over the other person. Like if they have a badge, for example, and, uh, and the other person, uh, is the, and there are, and there are how
1: many sta- Never mind. God damn it. I was going to say if one of them is a 21 year old intern, the other one is the president of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: also works. Yeah, I was I, I was going. I don't for, know where
1: I got that example from,
0: but I was going for the number of states wherein it's illegal it's legal for a police officer to have sex with somebody
1: uh, who's right. in, in custody. On this comedy podcast. Yeah, this comedy podcast. Where you make me watch shows about rapists.
0: Um. Yeah. So Quark shows up to try and rob her. Um. By uh, not rob her, just negotiate better than her. Uh, yeah, negotiate better enough that he's del- that he's clearly trying to cheat her for what should be a finder's fee for arranging the auction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she that's business baby. yeah,
1: so here's the he's thing. he's being less coercive than yeah yeah yeah, 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 Certain yeah, yeah. other people yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah no what what I what made it slightly less gross to me because it's absolutely gross that the situation is resolved by her giving him a hand job. Um, but quark is so easily manipulated by getting a hand job. Yeah, that you feel like he didn't really have that much power in yeah, the
1: first exactly. <laughs>
0: she literally rubs his well, ears like, for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And he goes from I want 50% to 22
1: just like whatever you want. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Whatever. You just know, please finish me off. Yeah. Which I didn't appreciate having to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: Yeah, uh warning there there there's other ear
1: rubbing in this episode, or in there this, are several in this series. Basically, yeah. Well, I mean, in this, even in this episode, there are a couple other, yeah, like, like it. That's his dick. Like erogenous. she's just grabbing his dick. It's an erogenous zone. Yeah, right. and it's and he reacts. I mean, honestly, he acts. He acts. He does the acting job well, which yeah. I didn't appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> didn't appreciate watching that actor get a rubber. Bad talk. job good acting <laughs> yes <laughs> <Bad>. <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> um yeah so uh julian immediately tries to uh ask bosh on a date he hits on her in the in uh sickbay and then asser uh out on a date which goes to show that our established principle that anytime a new person arrives somebody's mm-hmm. gonna try and fuck them alive and well yep alive and well even though i mean like uh, deep space nine is a transit hub like there's new people should be new on people
1: in and out all the time which all, yeah actually says a lot about julian That is it's probably true yeah. Yeah. He's there to fuck tourists. And then like, he has a long thing going with what's her face. Dax. Yeah. Dax. Um. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much. Yeah. He's, he's here to, he's here to fuck. I mean, respect. Yeah. I wish he'd stop doing it in such an embarrassing way. It's just perplexing that it works. Yes. That's- I think that's actually what I've really, going back. that's to- actually what I really, resent about it right going back (laughs) because that that, doesn't work
0: right yeah going back to that first scene he first starts like when he when when the scene opens he's describing it as though
1: it is a battle scene right he's describing it like a fight the first thing he says is my comrades had abandoned me yeah and then it turns out he's taking his sats or whatever the fuck it's like what do you mean what do you mean yeah
0: what are you talking about this is the only time in human history where the word ganglion has been used in a seductive. Are you just
1: fucking girls that are on the like the brain trauma ward? Because that's not ethical. That is not, <laughs> Julian. Julian still better than you being a god. That yep. Yeah.
0: Um. Was, uh, the, we get the first interaction between uh, Cisco and Q. Cisco comes down to Quark's at question Vosh uh, about Q because O'Brien recognized Q. Um and uh, oh yeah so
1: sorry I, I I was wondering if Worf was on the show yet and he's not he's not on this episode he's on the sh- he's on ah the f- fuck I really wanted Worf to be on this one because oh shit actually he's not
0: okay he does not start from the beginning
1: yeah I wrote down like right when I knew it was Q before I realized how bad this episode was gonna be I was like shit I hope Worf's there and then we can talk about how one time he almost shot the tv sh- <laughs> <laughs> the tv screen because he saw a <laughs> um
0: yeah i forgot about that I, I was thinking that uh or i've only watched this series all the way through once and i didn't watch much much of it when it originally aired right. um so even though that for that whole watch through was relatively recent it was about the time that we started the show um yeah i don't remember that many of the details yeah
1: but, but also like the binge watch style doesn't yeah, it doesn't always stick. retain a lot of information,
0: uh, but yeah, so I believe Worf is on Worf must be on the Enterprise for the first two years of the show and join Deep Space Nine in season three. I'm guessing hmm. no way to look it up. Um, yeah, I just the, uh, there was this perfect like meme moment where um, Cisco shows up, asks Vosh about Q, and then Q's like, You can ask me anything you want, and it's just that that uh, <laughs> that meme of. Yeah, Q's like, oh I'm funny, I'm Q, and Cisco's just stares motherfuckerly. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I did like you were right that I did enjoy Cisco's reaction to Q just being like, please stop doing this. Yeah. I'm not going to debate you. I just I just want you to stop doing this. Yeah. But it was also like incredibly frustrating to me on like a visceral level because like I was very bullied and like elementary school and middle school and it was it's that same kind of thing of like there is nothing i can do to stop this and you don't appear to want anything other than for me to suffer yeah and i really wish you'd stop yeah and it really is and i don't know what to do to make you stop doing
0: this yeah it really is like a trolling bullying um kind of uh dynamic which yeah you're absolutely right it's it's super frustrating
1: yeah um because it's not like... I mean, yes, Cisco punches him in the balls and face. Which, but, again, awesome. Yes. Always be punching in the balls and face. <laughs>
0: A-B-P-I-T-B-A-F. Absolutely. Check that Rolls out Rolls on off our, the
1: tongue. our T-shirt store. <laughs> Don't put that on a T-shirt show. <laughs> um, but it's, like, it's not that, like that's actually going to harm him or deter him in any way. In fact, it's like what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. And I hate I hate
0: Q. Yeah. I hate him. I don't think he... We still have, we're still have. we still going to have to see more of him on Next Generation, but I think after this episode of Deep, Deep Space Nine, I think this is the last episode. If I was it. a
1: scientist in this universe, I would be devising a way to kill God. <laughs> 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 because the God, the explicit God character in this universe sucks so bad. <laughs> he sucks so much ass. Yeah. And he just...
0: <sighs> you know what the most horrifying thing is uh, the the most horrifying idea because we've talked about the fact that it just doesn't make sense that something is omnipotent and omniscient and is still this petty. Yeah, I actually have a note about that, but go on with your thing. Well, what's horrifying about it because that is my immediate reaction is that like okay, if something has, you know, infinite power and can travel all throughout time and all throughout space and can do literally whatever it wants, doesn't need anything and can see from the, you know, can l- first hand experience the beginning of time to the end you would think that that would necessitate a level of enlightenment that would preclude that life form being this level of of petty and childish but it is literally a
1: rapist bully
0: yeah but the horrifying idea Mm -hmm. is that oh no
1: that's actually Mm -hmm. the way you would come out because you'd be bored yeah yeah Yeah. now I wrote I yep I had the same observation because like she, like at one point before it got like really, really rapey, Vosh was like, you act like you know everything. And he's like, well, I do know everything. And she's like, that's what, that's what makes it worse. And it's like, Oh fuck. Knowing everything might actually make you like this. Yeah. So you heard it here first listeners. Your job is to get as dumb as possible. <laughs> This episode brought to you by Brain Damage. <laughs> this episode brought you by Hammers. <laughs> Hammers. Hammers! They'll make you dumber. <laughs> 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 Enter promo code Star Trek sucks it. Just scream it at, a, at the hardware store until somebody gives you a hammer. <laughs>
0: walk into the hardware store, scream hammer until somebody puts one into your hand, and then walk around the hardware store swinging the hammer and screaming Star Trek sucks for 20% off
1: of whatever happens to you after that. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that will save you 20% on the next thing in your day. Uh... So they
0: they figured out, and again like props to Cisco for his his skepticism because he immediately is like I don't think that uh, I don't I don't think this is Q doing this I think this is something else uh, and so it's causing power drains because the uh, spoilers the the MacGuffin is uh,
1: an alien egg it's another space jellyfish yeah space jellyfish Q egg. really. Actually, seems deeply involved with the affairs of space jellyfish. Yeah, actually, that's true. Because that's that was the crux of the the first that yeah The that... awful first episode. Yeah. What's up with Q and space jellyfish? He clearly likes them more than humans. Yeah. Um, Weird. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of the like last thing I wrote down because I was like, "What's going on here, man?" Huh. Um, anyway, yeah, it's another space jellyfish that's just trying to get back through the wormhole, but yeah, all it wants to do is go home. But it's just draining power and creating like gravitational pulses that is coincidentally dragging the space station. Yeah, Both draining the power of the space station and also dragging it into the wormhole, which is bad.
0: And it's not really explained why, the, oh, I guess you gotta kind of hand wave it, but like why it couldn't just turn into its regular form
1: I don't know air pressure. Fine, whatever. It was, the box was connected to the internet. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the, it was. It was in. It was inside of a box. Right. Yeah, but the
0: box got open. I'm going with air pressure. Yeah. Um. Okay. But so they're trying to figure it out. They figured out that it's something somewhere on the ship. And uh, I love Dax's uh plan because it's she wants to flood the station with some sort of radiation or something. And somebody's like, "Isn't that uh bad?" And she's like, "Yeah, but just a little bit." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not if we don't
0: do it a little. <laughs> Just want to flood the entire station with a little
1: bit of poison. A little bit. Just a little bit of poison. Come on. <laughs> yeah. No, she's, she's definitely my favorite character. <laughs> yeah. She rocks. Um, um, there's a scene where, where uh, Quark and Odo... So, like, Odo seems like he's starting to figure it out, and then there's, that just never gets picked back up. Yeah, that was weird. That was, like, either either have that plot finish or just cut that scene, too. Yeah. Those are the two things you could do. It was very uh The thing you chose to do wasn't the thing.
0: Yeah. Um, they could... I mean, Odo did not need to be in this episode. Nope. At sure
1: all. didn't. Um, <laughs> but there's a scene where he's talking to Quirk, and he's like, what is with your... What is with your, your whole deal of like getting more and more shit, which I kind of agree. Like they live in this, you know, it's post scarcity. Like, why do you, why are you, why are you doing? And then Cork is like, haven't you ever wanted blah, 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 like a bunch of like jewelry and, or whatever. And mm-hmm. then he's like, a, some kind of fancy metal bucket to sleep in because Odo <laughs> sleeps in a bucket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cause he's just made of cum. <laughs> <laughs> He's. i can't
0: remember if this is if, if you've seen one of those where this is established basically odo has to revert to liquid form
1: every like 16 hours or some shit i have not but it's been established on one of the other podcasts that i okay. listen to where they occasionally get into this okay um, that podcast is called come town oh <laughs> Anyway, I, I was title just, of that show is still just so upsetting to me. <laughs> I mean, it's deliberately yeah. trying to go for the worst possible title for a podcast, which. Yeah. Eh. Um, anyway, I was trying to think of like, because I'm I'm a pretty materially modest person. I mostly just like to have good food, mm-hmm. um, and I was trying to think of like what quark could tempt me with, and I think I would like a hat that fits good. Okay. Like just a just a really well fitting, comfortable hat that also looks good. Okay. Um, yeah, I you and I have a, have the a, a similar hat problem. Mm-hmm. Um, the hat problem being, both of our heads are comically large. Yeah, we're in, we're both playing on mammoth head mode. Yeah. Um,
0: and yeah, you we have the same problem where uh, no one size it fits all things oh. fit.
1: No, that is a lie <laughs>
0: one size fits all is a lie yeah it is a bastardly yeah. d- <laughs> lie yeah. and especially in baseball caps where like if you've ever if you haven't tried this if you have if you're one of those normal headed freaks uh, try snapping the back of of a baseball cap out to where it's just got like two notches on and just hold it in your hand and kind of see how it all how the shapes all work mm-hmm. together It's not good. Try to imagine putting that on a human skull. that's
1: still a little tight on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's still snug. (laughs) So, yeah, I would like a hat that fits
0: well, please. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, let's talk about the fucking auction scene. Uh, Uh, Because, yeah, that is really the best part of this episode. Absolutely. Uh, Because, again, none of these people knows anything about... Uh, the
1: Gamma, gamma Quadrant, quadrant
0: yeah. culture, planets. Who was even there? No, nothing. Nope. Nothing. She, it is
1: 100% possible
0: that every single thing about every single object that she is selling.
1: This could be things she found at the thrift store. Uh-huh. On the space station. Uh-huh. I'm assuming they have a thrift store.
0: They Probably. Yeah. I mean the promenade at the Star Trek Experience in Las Vegas when it existed. Had well, if a, they have one there, they had a gift shop. So I think, yeah, I mean yeah. that promenade was uh, lifelike, um, an accurate, an accurate re- re- reproduction of the. Anyway, um, yeah, so they start selling things, and first they sell a stone statue, and
1: that was a dildo. Uh, they sold a dildo.
0: Yeah, that was a rock dildo. Yeah.
1: They showed, They sold a a model of the thing's penis. Yeah, the thing is the Rock Monster from Fantastic Four, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Good. I'm glad that joke worked, and I. And then when I asked you if it worked, and you said yes, then you cut all this audio. What? You can't. And now we can, and so now we can go back to your thing after the cut point. Go ahead. Anyway. Um.
0: Yeah. So you've got all of these people from God knows where. You've got um, sheet face people and mm-hmm. v- vagina mouth guy. So the auction goes on. They finally get to the fucking alien uh, egg thing, and Quark is straight up jacking off his own ears during the.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. I actually had somehow forgotten that he was just. Basically, doing the equivalent of an auctioneer having a really good auction and just just getting his dick out and and or at least rubbing his dick through his pants. Right, but getting it hard. Yeah, and like, yeah like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No,
0: <laughs> like imagine an auction where the auctioneer is fully and visibly erect. Right, and just just rubbing his dick. Maybe wearing his basketball pants. shorts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, they finally figure it out. They beam the thing off of the thing. Uh, and that's that's pretty much that's the episode that's pretty much the episode Um, don't watch yeah don't watch this I'm sorry Jack I I appreciate your apology um, all is forgiven I wanted this to be better and it's not
1: yeah join us next time when I when you will probably also want it to be better and it may or may not be
0: yeah. Yep. Star Trek Show sucks Internet Star Trek Show su-